hope the book will help children like my son Lennox see themselves at the center of a story. Representation is so powerful. And, you know, seeing yourself doing something that maybe you never thought of can just motivate you, give you confidence. And that's, you know, one thing I really think is important, especially today. I also hope that all children can see that anyone can be a traveler. Travel, travel is accessible. And then finally, that difference is just different. On this episode of the Creator Community, we'll meet Iolani Bullock, a diversity, equity, and inclusion leader for one of the largest private equity firms in the world, a mother and world traveler. We'll hear how Iolani developed her passion for travel and how that taught her to live a life of curiosity and to celebrate the many differences that exist in cities and cultures around the world, rather than see them as something we should fear and avoid. We'll follow Iolani's journey of curiosity and how wanting to pass that gift on to her son led her to publishing her new book, Lennox Takes Flight. Check out the show. Welcome to the third season of the Creator Community. This is a podcast series from book publisher New Degree Press, or NDP. I'm your host, John Saunders, founder of Ford Advisory Solutions. This show is designed to celebrate, elevate, and showcase many of the incredible authors that have published their books with NDP. This year, 2021, NDP will cross over 1,000 published authors. In this show, we get to know the authors and their books, as well as give you a behind-the-scenes look at their journey. We'll find out what it takes to bring a book from an idea to being available wherever you buy books online. It's no easy task. Nothing worth it ever is. But with a solid structure, coaching, and community, it's very much attainable. Today, I have with me Iolani Bullock. She's a Bronx native who caught the travel bug at a young age. As a global recruiter, Iolani has been lucky enough to have a career that fed her love of travel and desire to experience other cultures. A diversity, equity, and inclusion professional by day and novelist by night. She received her Bachelor of Arts from New York University and her MBA from Georgetown University, Hoya Saxa. In her spare time, Iolani is always looking for another great adventure to share with her family, experimenting with various spices collected from her travels and keeping up with her two children. She believes that her differences are what make us special and that all children deserve to see themselves at the center of a story. Iolani's book, Lennox Takes Flight, will be available this December 2021, wherever books are available online. Iolani, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. So excited to be here. Pleasure is all mine. So let's start off a little bit with the career here, Iolani. How does one become a diversity, equity, and inclusion leader of one of the largest private equity firms in the world and write a children's book? That is a great question. I wonder that myself. <laughs> Growing up as a girl in the Bronx, I had never even heard of the industry that I work in and had no idea that I could work in something called diversity. What was that? However, as I grew in my career and I was able to become a global recruiter and travel the world, one thing was so evident, and it's my connection to learning about other cultures and experiences and, you know, being a Black woman myself, that you know, part of diversity and representation was just so foundational to me. And I knew that I wanted those values to be passed down to my children. And now that I have two children myself, it's so important for me that they understand how they are represented in the world and they're confident and they can see themselves. And so that led me to become an author. But I will say that I am truly an unlikely author. I never dreamt of writing a book. It was never in my plans. But finding this program through the Creator Institute and having this idea that I really had to bring to life was something that I couldn't pass up. 
So great. You know, a chance to have a connection between your career and a creative endeavor with the work you've done in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and of course, you know, celebrating that and the literature you've created. So, you know, what other connections have you found between your business and this creative journey you've been on? Yeah, one thing that was really big is, you know, I work in a business where representation is huge. Every day I'm working to try and build inclusive communities and really foster inclusion through people, structures, and programs. And so when thinking about this book, I knew that there was a gap in the market that I wanted to fill. And I knew that just by looking at bookshelves and trying to find things for my son to read. And when I got into the program, working with my coaches and editors, it became evidently clear that there was actual data to support this gut feeling that I had. In 2019, the Cooperative Children's Book Center published some data that showed that within all of the children's books written in terms of main characters, only 11.9% were African-American compared to over 40% that were white and nearly 30% that were animals. So that completely gave me the confidence that I needed and validated this gut feeling that I had to say, your book is needed, it's necessary, and there's a market for it. Wow, pretty stunning data there and and good for you for doing the deep dive research and making sure you had a a validated premise here. I love that. And thinking about this book and and just the energy and time that it takes, you know, how did you fit this into your life being a working professional and a mother of two? Million dollar question. That is a question that I had immediately. First and foremost, when I had the idea for the book, I and I got into the program, I thought, well, how can I do this? Do I have the time? How will this fit in with work and family, like you said? And so I really had to understand and learn about the process and the structure of the program, which completely lent itself to having flexibility for me and still providing me with the accountability that was so key for me to get my book over the finish line. And so, you know, the number one was a community of authors that I was with. I'm a first-time author. I've never done this before. And so having other folks in the same boat was so motivating and empowering and helpful But having the structure of the program where, you know, every Tuesday evening we met as a cohort, then I had a weekly meeting with my editor. But if I ever couldn't make those meetings, I could join in another session or reschedule or watch the recording. And that was huge, especially during the pandemic and everything being virtual. It really just lent itself to this completely flexible and this program that served people like me who are working professionals, but still have this passion on the side. Yeah. The structure, the community, the support is really unbelievable. And I certainly felt that throughout my own journey. And there's this latitude. It helps you find your own way, but also structured it, let you know that, Hey, you need to get this done by this day. Right. And so there's guardrails, if you will, you know, thinking about the book itself, as I recall, Iolani, this book came out of a personal experience of yours. You know, how did, how did Monix Takes Flight come to life? It came out of a very personal experience. In 2018, my husband had the opportunity to take a, a trip, a work trip to Bangkok, Thailand and do a short-term assignment. And we thought, why don't we all go? My son was only two months old at the time, but we thought this is something that our entire family can experience and would be really great for him. So I scoured the shelves looking 
and the physical and virtual selves for books that would help prepare him for the journey because I read that children make associations was really important so that they felt prepared and they weren't scared of the journey we were about to embark on. However, when I looked at the books, I found very few books for children about travel and almost none with diverse characters. And so the book really came out of a need for my son to see himself as a traveler. And I wrote this book in the hotel room and notes on my phone because I was doing it as I was going. And I just thought, what did we experience? And how can I, you know, put this down for him as something that he'll remember? So it almost turned out to be a little bit of a journal that turned into this book, which was a really cool experience. So you actually started writing this book, well, one, because you were trying to find a a tool, a resource for him to to get him ready for this big flight trip you were going on. But two, you actually, you literally started writing this while you were on that trip. I did. (laughs) I mean, what is that old saying? Necessity is a mother of invention. It sounds like certainly the case here. So Lennox takes flight, you know, what, what is this book about? This book is about a young boy who is really imaginative and absolutely loves airplanes, When his family tells him that they're going on a journey to Thailand, he is really excited, but then learns that his great-grandfather was one of the legendary Tuskegee airmen, and he sees these heirloom pilot wings that his dad has kept uh, all these years, and this just motivates him to get on the airplane. But in the airport, he loses his passport, and he and his little sister go on a journey to get it back before they have to board their flight. And so what's really great about the book is that it has this adventure journey, this travel sort of, you know, whole series, uh, but it also brings in a little bit of history and understanding through a few different twists and turns about overcoming your fears and our differences are what make us special. That is awesome. I've actually had nightmares about international travel and showing up the airport late without my passport and things like this. So that strikes (laughs) near and near and dear to my heart. So you went on this trip, you had this personal experience where there were no resources for young children to see themselves in books to sort of celebrate this. And of course, then you did some research and found out the data certainly represented that. So sounds like we had a pretty a pretty significant personal and data-centric you know, why behind this book. And anything else you'd add to that story about your passion for getting this off the ground? Yeah, you know, my passion to, for getting it off the ground started in this hotel room and with preparing my son, but going along the journey through the Creator Institute really helped to like blow that up in a really cool way. I wrote a rhyme book originally, so it was not a novel. It did not have characters with tropes and, you know, these scenes. But when I first spoke to Eric about the program, he said, well, I like the idea for your book, but we're not producing children's books right now. And I thought, oh man, okay, well, that's unfortunate. Then He said, we're getting some interest. I'll reach out to you if anything changes. Well, he did. And so I then in the program was challenged because he sort of gave me a pause for a second and said, I know you wrote a picture book, but we're only producing books that are like young reader or young author books. And so you'll have to really build the story out. And so going along the journey while I had this shell of an idea, I really developed it like truly through the program because I had to imagine Lennox, who is you know now three years old, as a 12-year-old and my daughter Tegan as a much older character. And I didn't ever fathom that I would do that, but was challenged in the best way possible through the program to create this storyline, this narrative and this world that I hadn't yet dreamt of. 
That's really interesting. So the, the book evolved. It started in one place. It evolved as you went through Eric Custer and the coaching through the program. How do you even get into that mindset? I mean, I have young kids too. How do you sort of imagine them years into the future? What was that like? It was so much fun. <laughs> I took any of the, their little, you know, personality and anything I could get to say, what would this be like when they're older? Or what do I imagine it to be? And so that was really great. Writing about what I knew. My kids travel Thailand that I've been to now twice. And so that was really easy. But, you know, one thing that really stood with me throughout the writing of the book was when people would say, why would you bring your son to Thailand at two months old? He's not going to remember it. Like, aren't you afraid of not having healthcare or like what could happen if he gets sick there or anything? And I was sort of just like, babies are born everywhere. And so imagining, you know, someone growing up in a different place and how dissimilar yet similar that is to us was something really cool. Uh, and also understanding that even though he wouldn't remember this specific trip, maybe the experiences, the sights, the smells, the new sounds, what opened his mind and broaden his perspective, which is something that I think is so important. And I actually see in him today. So while I had to imagine him as an older child, now that he is actually older, I'm seeing the fruits of this trip where he's open to trying new foods. He wants to cook different things. We order a lot of Thai food all the time. And he says, mom, I went to Thailand. I'm like, you did. <laughs> and so I, you know, I'm really seeing that, that connection, you know, even just that small thread, but the perspective that it opens up was so huge for him. Uh, that is awesome. And I love that here he is. He just had his third birthday. Is that right? He did. His birthday is today. He's oh, three years old. <laughs> happy birthday, Lennox. That is awesome. So he's had these experiences, even at a young age. I really love the fact that people were sort of giving you concerns about it and you went ahead and did it to give him that experience. And I grew up in a similar setup. My family always wanted to get us out there and travel. And I I can't thank them enough for that and having all those experiences. And thinking about this journey that you've gone on to writing the book and bringing it to life, you know, what do you hope this book will accomplish for, for others out there? First and foremost, I hope the book will help children like my son Lennox see themselves at the center of a story. Representation is so powerful. And, you know, seeing yourself doing something that maybe you never thought of can just motivate you, give you confidence. And that's, you know, one thing I really think is important, especially today. I also hope that all children can see that anyone can be a traveler. Travel, travel is accessible. And then finally, that difference is just different. Our differences make us special, but that isn't scary. And it's actually really interesting because in writing the book, I created a character who is blind with a guide dog. And I never remember seeing characters like that in books that I read as a child. But again, through developing this story and like learning you know, the structure of writing the story. I, I've created this character and this narrative. And recently I had a fourth grader read uh, a copy of my manuscript and they gave the feedback that said, I learned so much about blind people and guide dogs. They're just like us. And I thought, oh man, this is exactly what I want kids to take away from it. When you see something different or someone different from you, don't shy away from it. Be curious, ask questions. It's not scary. It's just different. You know, right. It's, it's, I think that's what travel is such a powerful thing with travel, right? Helping people see that the world is different in different places. And, you know, you talked about Lennox going to Thailand at such a young age and babies are born everywhere, right? 
I, it makes me think of that movie, Babies. I don't know if you ever saw that before, but it was <laughs> the babies being born in several different countries. It was fascinating to see the differences. And, you know, let's dig into differences a little bit more. Like, how do you see this book helping people and children understand each other's differences? And, and, and what will that, how will that help us all? Yeah, I think, you know, children are sponges. I, I also think that they can often empathize and see humanity more than adults can you know, a lot of the time. And so one thing that I really thought through with this book is how do I create, I mentioned associations, associations for kids so that even if someone or something is different, it can be similar to what they know. And in one scene in the book, in the airport, Lennox and his family come into contact with a blind woman, as I mentioned, and her guide dog. And the only association that Lennox has is that his mom's favorite musician is Stevie Wonder. And he knows that Stevie Wonder is blind. And so in his mind, he's like, okay, well, if Stevie Wonder can play the piano and sing, I wonder if this person can do it too, you know? And just by bringing, you know, that together in his mind by having this woman and her guide dog in the airport, that helps kids understand that they, you know, a blind person can travel to, a black child can travel to, anyone can be a traveler. And it's, you know, the associations, but really placing these characters in these uh, scenarios and in a story where they will interact with them. And so interacting with them on the page is what I hope will jump off the page and help them to have even greater interactions in real life. That is so cool that you were able to bring your favorite musician into the book and, and <laughs> use that as a metaphor and analogy and, 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 you know, help Lennox and others learn from that experience. How fascinating that you did that. You know, you've talked a lot about travel here, Ilani, and which is you know such a fun and interesting thing to do. And I think only about half of Americans have passports, something like this, which is interesting to me. But, you know, why has travel been such an important part of your life and, and your journey, you think? When I was 13, I had the opportunity to leave the country for the very first time through my church youth group. And we went to Rome, Italy for World Youth Day to see the Pope. We raised money through bake sales and doing all sorts of fundraisers in order to get us on this you know, huge journey to a place we had never been. And I just saw for me that, that travel was an education that I couldn't get in the classroom. When I came back from that trip, I really, I journaled, I thought about it. And I remembered for me, it was so weird. People were kissing on both cheeks. We were in the middle of a heat wave and the hotels wouldn't serve ice. And there were these really small, uh, but tangible things for me as a 13 year old that I thought, huh, this is odd. I don't do this at home, but why not sort of lean into it and embrace it? And so I was kissing on both cheeks, both cheeks too. And, you know, I was just trying to embrace everything. And ever since then, I always wanted to know, like, what are other cultures like? How are they different, but how are they similar? Uh, and that has really been something that's driven me in my life, in my career, and in writing this book. That is awesome. I mean, just seeing the world through different lens and just seeing that it is different and people live different lives. They eat different foods. I remember being in Korea a couple of years ago and they were serving soup for breakfast and thinking like, who eats soup for breakfast? And then I had it and I was like, this is amazing, actually. It's really good. You know, when you think about, have you ever gone back and looked at those journals to see, you know, any stories in there that, that stood out to you that you remember? Oh my gosh, so many. One story from the trip to Italy, it was, I mentioned a heat wave. I actually passed out on the train. So my youth group is around me. Our priest is right there. And like all these people from all over the world, because they all came together for this one event. 
And apparently when I woke up, I was really disoriented, but there were people speaking languages that I didn't understand, pouring water down my throat saying, you know, essentially I assume you're hot and we need to help you. And I remember my youth group friend saying, we were so scared. We didn't know what to do, but all these people jumped in immediately. And, you know, I thought, wow, I didn't speak their language. They didn't know me at all, but they were there to help me. And Does that happen every day? No. Does that happen more than we think? Probably. But again, it's humanity. If you see someone in need, you help them. And it doesn't matter what they look like or what they sound like or whether or not you can understand them. You know, that is something that I always remember and I'm so, so grateful for. What a powerful experience for not only you, but all those kids around you to see people coming together to help just someone in need, a total stranger, right? Doesn't speak their language and yet here they were you know, reaching out and, and being very proactive and helping you out. What a, what a lovely story. My mom, she wanted me to come home immediately, but uh, <laughs> I just, stayed the length of the truck. Just a little dehydration, right? And in those days, it wasn't so easy to call her in, in text. Um, That's amazing. So as a parent and as a traveler, Iolani, what if any, any favorite parent hacks you have out there? So many, oh my goodness. But I will say my favorite, favorite one is using a coffee maker to warm your baby bottles. Mm. While I was traveling with Lennox, you know, we're in a hotel and I was breastfeeding him at the time and had the mini fridge, but was trying to figure out how do I warm this up? And so I would turn on the coffee maker and it was the best thing ever. And it warmed it up so quickly and efficiently. And every hotel room has a coffee maker, you know, pretty often, even internationally. And so I would say, That is one parent favorite travel parent hack. The other is we didn't have a ton of toys with us. We actually didn't pack much. We bought local diapers even, but on the plane, the the airline stewardess said, Hey, I have an idea for you. If you need a toy. And she gave me one of the little cups that they pour water in and it's pretty flexible. And Lennox just loved squeezing this cup and stacking the cups. And I thought, this is the best and cheapest toy I've ever gotten. <laughs> I need more of these cups. And so on every flight after that, I would ask for just empty cups. That's incredible. I, that's really makes me think of a Christmas and that we celebrate when my kids were younger. So many times, you know, they were more interested in the box that the thing came in than <laughs> the actual toy itself because they learned, Same. right? Exactly. There's so many fun things to do with cardboard and this kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious, you know, Lennox, obviously a great connection to Thailand. Any other places you've taken him that he's found a particular connection to or, or interest in? We took him to Japan. We took him to Singapore. And so, yeah, all those places were just amazing. And I actually was just looking at a photo of us in Japan because there they were wearing masks way before the pandemic hit. And so it's Lennox looking up at all these people with their masks on, like, this is strange. And now at three years old, he wears one himself. So we've come full circle. That's awesome. What a lot of uh, Asian experiences for him. That that is really interesting. What a great experience for him to get to do that. And these are not short airplane flights. You know, how do you, how do you navigate those? I mean, these are 15, 20 hours, right? We try to schedule them strategically, you know, with nap times. We also were really booked early to get, they have a bassinet seat on a lot of long flights that folds out from the wall. And so if you can book the two seats right in front, your baby can sleep in it, play in it, you can change them in it. And so that was really clutch for us in terms of having a peaceful and relatively calm flight. What? I don't think I've, I've been on a few international flights. I've never noticed that before. That's awesome. So, so many adventures, 
such a great and interesting book you have. And, and you know, this the spirit of adventure seems never ending. Where's the where's your family up to next, Yolani? Next will be Italy and Portugal. So uh, our friend is getting married in Italy and we had a wedding that had been postponed a few times in Portugal. So we have a flight credit and we thought, you know what, that'll be the next place. So uh, we're looking forward to booking that trip really soon. That is awesome. I've had a few friends and my sister went to Portugal, really, really enjoyed uh, going to visit, see that part of the world. So thinking about this book and this journey, you know, you know, how would you think it's changed you? And have there been any unexpected positive outcomes from, from the book for you? Yes. While I was writing the book, I brought in sort of the legendary Tuskegee Airmen into the story. And I don't even know how I really conceived of them originally, but I just thought this is so cool. And we don't learn about this in school. So it'd be a great um, opportunity for children to learn. And as I'm writing this, I was talking to my mom. I said, mom, this is sort of a new aspect of the story. And she said, oh my gosh, That's so cool because your great grandfather was in an all black infantry regiment called the 369th, also known as the Harlem Hellfighters. And I'm like, how do they never know this? And it was one of those things where it's like, wow, that was such validation for me that this part of the story was meant to be there and really needed to be told. So that was definitely an unexpected positive that came out of writing this book and something that I've been looking more into and doing more research about. So part of your own family history came out of this, just from talking to your mom and, and, and your family about it. That is awesome. You know, look, taking a step back and looking at the book from a broader perspective, you know, what we've talked about a few of these, but what would you say is, a, you know, the big lesson or message you hope really people could take away from reading Lenny Takes Flight? Yeah, you know, at this age and grade for children to read like an early chapter book, their parents might be picking it up for them or their teachers, they might be picking it up themselves. But what I really hope is that it fosters their curiosity. I hope that when parents and educators see the curiosity in children to say, you know, oh, what's Thailand or what do blind people, how do they navigate the world that they help them learn and continue to, you know, give them information to feed that curiosity? Because if we shy away from it or don't talk about it, then children don't see it and they don't normalize it. And so normalizing differences Um, for me is so big and something that I think is really core to me writing this book and what I hope people get out of this book. That's awesome. I mean, curiosity is such a a gift and, you know, for some reason we, you know, sort of lose it after some point in time, it seems many times. And so it sounds to me like there's a lesson in here to really help kids get embraced on this early on and giving them a, a tool to really find and embrace this, which is go out and travel and see the world. And I'll tell you, you know, my family was very much one that didn't have, you know, we didn't always have the, the newest and shiniest toys in the neighborhood, but we always went on these adventures and went traveled all over the place. And I really enjoyed that, just seeing different parts of the world, different parts of how people act and interact. And I think it just really helps you gain a better perspective on things and interact. I think more, you know, just accepting of differences and realizing that they're just there. And just because someone's different doesn't mean it should be an issue for us. It's just what it is. They grew up differently, have a different life, but what a lovely message to share with everybody out there. Thank you. I really hope that it gets out there and um, especially to teachers and parents through schools. I think it could be such a great learning lesson for kids. No doubt there will be many readings through the school system for you. Fingers crossed for that. And, And any big goals you have for the book that you'd like to put out there to the world? Sure. Well, part of me creating this book is, you know, I I wanted to create it as an educational tool. And so with the novel, 
fall with a manuscript, I will also be creating and having ready for teachers an educator guide that helps students learn about the Tuskegee Airmen, students learn about travel, the significance of a passport, how to interact with visually impaired people and guide dogs. Those are all lessons that they can learn through it. I'm also creating parent travel hack guide that just helps parents who are like, how do I do this? You know, gives them a couple of really cool tips and helps them to navigate travel, whether it's plane, train, automobile, anything. And finally, I have some really cool um, opportunities for kids, some downloadables that help them on my website to, you know, get into the spirit, even if they're too young to read the book, because it is for when before through sixth graders, they can still interact with Linux Takes Flight and still interact with travel through coloring pages and other activities, which I think will be a lot of fun for them. That is awesome. So just the beginning of the runway here with the, the book, so many more things to follow behind it and what an incredible journey you have ahead. But what a, what a powerful message to have out there. Be curious, know that there are differences in the world and let's be a bit more accepting of them, shouldn't we? And, and uh, what a great message out there and really, really appreciate that the travel is such a big part of that. It's been such an important and beautiful part of my life. So lovely that, you know, you guys so just really awesome to hear that, you know, others are thinking that way as well. Elon, if people want to learn more about you and your book, where, where might they find information about you? You can find me at lennoxtakesflight.com. Lennox just has one N and that's the best way to learn more about what's in store for Lennox and to see what we have coming up next. So many fun things ahead. And, you know, it sounds like a, a really awesome book with such great lessons. And I, I, you shared a great quote. I, I thought I'd share with the audience. In Lennox, a praise quote someone shared with you. In Lennox Takes Flight, the author shares the world of travel through the eyes of a curious, intelligent young man who's on the cusp of a grand life-altering journey. Takesha Burton from Mama Wonderlust. What a great quote and just a, a thought about the book itself to give people a taste of what it's about. Sounds like it's going to be a fascinating book and it sounds like Lennox has learned so much already and you've got much to share with all of us. Ilani, thank you so much for being on the show here today and look forward to your book coming out December 2021, wherever you can buy books online. Thank you, John. Thanks again. I'm your host of the Creative Community, John Saunders. Keep moving forward. <laughs>